This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Tallahassee has happened. 11.30 a.m. Monday morning, you're listening to 94.1 Wave 94. And guess what? Can we escape to heaven from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ? Servant Marcia. This is indeed a really special day. It's my B day. It's my B day. <laughs> and I'm so happy because I have refuge. And no matter what I'm going through or what I've gone through, my God is still sitting on the throne delivering me. And the fact that Jesus came through the lineage of Abraham to the Jews first, but they did not forget about me, you, and the entire world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then what is astounding is that his son loved the experience of being here on earth and mankind itself that Jesus gave his life for all of us. Doesn't matter if we're good, bad, tall, short, pretty, ugly, fat, slim. It does not matter whatever race we are. It doesn't matter wherever we're located. None of that matters. Jesus loves us all. That makes me want to say, Jesus loves me. This I know. Remember that? So, Here we are today. Yesterday, we celebrated. Some calls it Easter. Some calls it Resurrection Sunday. And I just call it manifestation of the love of God for all mankind, all made in the image and likeness of God. So let's get started with the word of God. Um, I'm looking here at Luke. And uh, in in Luke, one of the things that God, Jesus himself is speaking about is um, when do we confess him? You know, how do we confess him? And and what happens if we speak against Jesus and, and so forth? But he says, like, whosoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man also will confess before the angels of God. That is so critical. It ties into the fact that Jesus died and he rose again. And now he rose, I believe, when, when Mary saw him, he said, don't touch me. Why? Because I have not yet ascended to my father. The ascension is where he goes to the father. This is me speaking. And he says, 
dad is finished. And you said, well, what is finished? What's finished is that plan, the intricate plan of love that the father and the son and Holy Spirit agreed to before the foundation of the world. God loved you, has been loving you even before your father and mother saw each other. The Lord loves you. And um, I want to get into this, and but my heart is so filled with love. I am so grateful that our Father loves us, even for the smallest things, you know, to uh, give us joy in our day. It takes love for Him to just extend that to us. So let's remember to confess Jesus before mankind, because there's going to come a moment in our lives, either at the rapture or when we pass on to another life to the spirit world, that we want Jesus to know us. We want him to stand and confess that, oh, yes, that's I, yes, my, my, my friend, <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to God saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I'm going to turn over to, um, I was looking at when, when uh, the Lord uh, lets them know that he's going to come back because there has to be significance about Jesus being raised from the dead because he was not the first person individual to be raised from the dead. Jesus himself raised persons from the dead. Uh, I'm pretty sure that even the disciples that were with him raised persons from the dead. What is so significant about Jesus being raised from the dead? And I believe that it goes as far as the fact that his blood, as it poured out, it was poured out for you and I. The fact that he committed no sin, he did not deserve to actually die and go to hell. And yet that is what occurred. Why? Because he became sin for you and I. He he substituted his life for you and I, but he did much, 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 much more. Um, he, he also went to hell and he dealt with or confronted the principalities the rulers of this earth, the ones that legally have a right to say that you and I, by our sheer nature, has committed sin. And therefore, legally, we must go to hell, which was not designed for you and I, by the way. It was designed for the fallen angels initially, and then for those angels that went against our, our reigning king of kings, the creator of heaven and earth. I'm going to go over to Acts, the second chapter, because when the Holy Spirit came to the earth, Peter, uh, the one who had denied <laughs> Jesus, but then was empowered once Holy Spirit came in, Acts, the second chapter, and the sound from heaven, the Russian wind, and it filled the whole house and you know there were there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one set upon each of them so now we know holy spirit has fire associated with him and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues well when that happened the fire of the holy spirit also entered inside of peter 
And uh, everyone was wondering, hey, these these people, they're filled with wine, you know, at, at nine o'clock in the morning because they're speaking languages that are not native to them. And so um, we're going to go to Acts, the second chapter, if you have your Bible, 22nd verse. And look at what Peter says. We're doing this because we want to understand the significance of Jesus being raised from the dead. What made his resurrection so different? Because there was the little girl. She was raised from the dead. The, the guy, the boy that was dead, the, the widow mother. There's also Lazarus who was dead for four days, but there's a lot different about Jesus being raised from the dead because the power of God raised him. Anyway, let's let's go to Peter uh, speaking in Acts, the second chapter. And he says, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, crucified, and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. And so there we go. It was not possible that death could hold on to Jesus. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced. My tongue was glad. My flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. So, I'm a pause there because the, those few words are saying that God the Father will not leave David's soul in Hades or hell. And then again, he will not allow Jesus, the Holy One, to even see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Verse 29, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David. He's dead, buried, and his tomb is with us today. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ, meaning the Messiah, to sit on his throne. He foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus Christ has raised up of which we were all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the father, the promise of the Holy Spirit. He poured out this, which you now see and hear. We have just learned something. One of the significance of Jesus is that he received from the Father by being a human, by being in the form of a human, of mankind, 
Jesus received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, and he then poured it out upon the 120 souls that were in the upper room. That's what Peter is trying to make them understand. And then he goes further. He says, for David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, David himself says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. God did that. Now, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and basically saying, what, what, what shall we do? Peter then said to them, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And so 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom and uh, of God, and they continued uh, breaking bread and in prayers, and fear came upon every soul, and they began to believe. Um, and then the spirit of unity came forth. So it was important that Peter let them understand that Jesus was resurrected by the power of God. Additionally, God himself made Jesus Lord and Christ, meaning the, the Messiah. So at that moment, we all must admit that the Jews were notified that the Messiah had come at the time that Peter was speaking. And so once resurrection power is, has been released upon the earth, as it was upon the 120, Let's see what else is going to happen in Acts, the third chapter, starting at the first verse. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, right? And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried and he would lay daily at the gate, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Now, when he saw Peter and John, go into the temple, he asked them for alms as well. And look what they did. They fixed their eyes. Peter fixed his eyes on the man. And Peter said, look at us. I wonder why he wanted this man who was crippled since birth to look at Peter. Look at John. Why? I would venture to say that he wanted the man to remove his mind, his thoughts. Remember, as a man thinketh, so is he. And he wanted him to move his thinking, his imagination from his condition and instead move it to the truth of resurrection power, which is at this point now inside of Peter and John. And so Peter said, look at us. And so the man turned and gave 
the the attention to them expecting. So there's another thing, expectation to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And Peter took the right hand, lift him up, and immediately the man's feet and ankle bones received strength. And leaping up, he stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that that was the beggar that used to sit there at the beautiful gate. And they were filled with wonder and amazement and said, look, what happened? And um, the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, and the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's Porch. So when people, when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power? <laughs> or godliness, we have made this man walk. No, 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 because it's resurrection power. But let's listen to how he says it. He says, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One, the Just One, and asked for a murderer to be granted and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. So right there, Peter is explaining resurrection power. And then he talks about Jesus, his name, through faith in the name of Jesus. We have made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through Jesus has given this beggar, this man, perfect soundness. In the presence of you all. So, resurrection power brings heaven to earth. That's, that's the thing we need to understand. Why was it important? What was so significant about Jesus being raised from the dead? Because those things which God foreknow, told by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ would suffer, he has, Jesus has fulfilled. So once you and I encounter resurrection power, we have to respond to it. As Peter said, Peter said, repent, therefore, and be converted. That me make up your mind that I will not live as I have lived before I encountered the resurrection power of God. 
Because even Romans 10 chapter says, confess. If I would but confess with my mouth, believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God raised from the dead by the power of God, then I will be saved. See, we can't stop there. We have to acknowledge that. Then we must do the second step, and that is repent. And that way, be converted so we can be translated into the kingdom of the Almighty God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Because Peter said in verse number 19, chapter 3, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world begun. So Peter wanted the Israelites to know that all that God said when he made that promise, the covenant with Abraham, when he said, and in your seed, all the families, not just Jews, not just Israelites of the earth shall be blessed, that Jesus fulfilled that. And therefore God sent Jesus first to the Jews so that they can turn from their iniquities. But literally, by being resurrected, now the all of the families of the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, I have a few questions I want us to ponder. How important was it for Jesus, the Messiah of Nazareth, to descend into the earth? Okay, and over in, um, I believe it's over in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, for Christ also has once suffered uh, for sins. So he was just and he suffered for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but quickened, resurrected by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. That was that 120 years, no one got saved. But Jesus, see, look how, look at the love of God. That's crazy. God loved mankind so much that not only did he send Jesus to the Jews and Jesus to the Gentiles, but even in his, what we call death, Jesus was sent to the billions of people that did not receive the word of God from Noah. That is remarkable love. And that's why I tell people, you don't know who is being saved. You don't know who will arrive back to the Father because God's love supersedes our understanding of love. What kind of God is this that would literally send his son 
to hell to preach to the souls that were lost during the flood during the flood. Wow, this is deep. So the light figure went to even baptism does save us. Okay, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Wow. Who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. So in Colossians, the second chapter, we learned that Jesus had to go to hell before rising up. And the issues that you're having, uh, Jesus has the power to resurrect you regardless of what you're dealing with. So Colossians 2nd chapter, buried with him in baptism, we will also be risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who raised Jesus from the dead. So we must have faith in the fact, the truth, that God raised Jesus from the dead because our faith will play a role in our resurrection. We must be risen in Jesus while we're on earth. And then when we, our bodies no longer cease to exist, we must have that faith that we had during life. It will continue on in what we call death. So when the rapture occurs, that is why it says the dead and Christ shall rise first. Because the faith that we develop now while we are alive in the act that God raised Jesus from the dead by his power, that faith that we have activated in us during our living, it will continue on with us in our next existence and will be the foundation upon which we will be raptured up when Jesus comes back for his own, when Jesus comes back to, at that point, the tribulation and the great tribulation and the rapture of God, I mean, the wrath of God comes down upon the earth and the wrath of Jesus even. But Jesus, so faithful, will gather his own. And so that faith in God, having raised Jesus from the dead, it has to be living faith because we will need it even after we leave the earth. And so you and me being dead in our sins, okay, Jesus has quickened us with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of the laws and the ordinances that stood against us, which was contrary to us. He took it out of the way and nailed it to his cross. So when they nailed Jesus to the cross, Jesus nailed all of our, all of the uh, legal rights that says that we should go to hell. He nailed that to the cross. And then having gone down to hell and spoiled, meaning 
destroyed, uh, brought them unto his dominion. He took dominion over principalities, powers, thrones, dominions. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. He had to go to hell to release the dominion of the power of God, even in hell. So if there was no resurrection, <laughs> Of Jesus, then we 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 have we don't have a good a good faith because we have testified that God raised Christ from the dead in Corinthians fifteen chapter. So if He didn't raise Him, if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised, then our faith is futile. And we would still be in sin. But how many of us today, as we're living uh, and hearing me speak on the radio, know that you know that you know beyond a shadow of doubt that Jesus has, your faith in Jesus has delivered you from the death that you were walking in before you found him. You know that your sins have been forgiven. The resurrection of Jesus means that death has been overcome. Amen. And so um, Jesus mentioned when he was dealing with Lazarus, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. <laughs> That's the point. I mean, whosoever believes in Jesus shall never die. I mean, even though your body may die, but you shall continue living. Amen. And in Revelations, the first chapter, he says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And Jesus, when he went to hell, he took the keys of hell and of death. And then the power of God, the creator, our father, the father of all spirits, raised him from the dead. And notice that when Jesus was resurrected, he came back looking different because Mary did not recognize him. So therefore he had a glorified body, a body of light and life. And so Jesus has been risen from the dead, but your faith and what God did, your faith and what Jesus did will also serve to raise you from the dead. There is nothing in this life that can separate you from the love of God. I'm going to pray for us today. Father God, thank you so much. Well, I'm happy for my birthday, but God, I'm so grateful that Jesus was born by a virgin, overshadowed by the same Holy Spirit that overshadowed the waters before the creation and the restoration of all the things that were dead. God, you are the resurrecting God. The power, the resurrection power released when Jesus was resurrected upon this earth. We are still living with that power, under that power today. And I ask you, Lord, to touch all those that are lost. Touch those that have forgiven or have given up, don't have hope anymore. Touch their lives, Lord. Uh, with resurrection power. Renew them, restore them, strengthen them, and allow them to live their days on earth as if they are 
in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare it, I decree it. And God, we thank you for this opportunity. And I love you guys, and I just can't wait to see you next Monday. Be blessed and have a great day today. It's my birthday. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I love you. Yeah.